You see, Jason was my son. And today is his birthday. I'm a messenger of God. You're doomed if you stay here. What's up, guys? Welcome in to another episode of It's a Horror Podcast. My name is Wes. Hello, everybody. It's your boy, Kevin. And we are here to discuss another film, another series of films in our slasher series. Uh, so far, we talked about are some some really good ones. Uh, I think Wrong Turn last week was a little, uh, you know, off the beaten path, so to speak. Um, but but I think that... That was that, good. Uh, that was good. You like that? <laughs> I yeah, see what I, you did I, there. You know, it was off the cuff too. Huh? You know, I'm old age is kind of paying off here. Um, yeah. But this week, <laughs> this week we're going to take a little trip to. Uh, we're going to go to camp. You know, it is summertime still. It's you know end of August, so camp is still kind of a thing. So we're going to go to a little place called Sleepaway Camp. Um, was it Camp Arawak? Is that what it? Uh, where we're going there? There was three different ones. Um, there was oh, Camp Arawak, Camp Rolling Green, and or I'm sorry, Camp Rolling Hills, and then Camp New Horizons. There you go. So why, why they change? I guess it changes the, the hide the identity of what's going on there. I guess maybe. I don't know. I thought that same thing. I was like, why the fuck they keep changing it? Like, I get it. There's a massacre there, but I mean, they mm. kept Camp Crystal Lake the same. Yeah, so. I mean, oh well, but it, it is what it is. Um, I guess what happened there. I guess they wanted to kind of keep hush hush, you know, you know, under wraps, you know, bound down. I guess maybe you want to say that. So yeah, I get <laughs> it. You know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so we're gonna take a little trip into the Sleepaway Camp series and. Um, this one, this one has four films in it, so this is a little different than what we've done in the past. You know, we've done, uh, I guess our first two had eight, was it? Seven or eight? Uh, yeah, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre had eight. Uh, Child's Play, I, yeah, that one had eight as well. And then last yeah. week, Wrong Turn was six, and then we're at four. We're dwindling down slowly. I know it. <laughs> so, and, and with these with these series, I guess you know there are some that just have just a trilogy going for them. So, uh, we're going to try to do some special stuff to kind of get that you know keep keep you at an hour or at least an hour long, you know, to to figure out how that's going to work out. But we're, we're we got you guys. We're not going to show you know shove out like a fifteen minute podcast. That's not what we're all about. So, uh, we got some stuff stuff planned for you guys. So don't worry about that because I know some people are like you know what are you going to do when you hit a, a short series? Well, we got you covered. Don't worry about it. Um, but anyway. Uh, Let's just get into this, man, because like I said, we got four films to cover. I guess I said before, this is one of the most interesting series that I've we've ever covered, honestly, just in, since the very inception of this podcast, with only being four films especially. I think that – and I know we've talked about before, there was another film in this series that was just like a – almost like a retrospective maybe. Um, I don't know if you want to cover that or not and kind of tell us more about that. Yeah, I don't know what the hell you would call it, but apparently there was a uh, Sleepaway Camp 4. Now, it pretty much was just comprised of – footage from the first three films for some fucking reason and then just all put together and then made into a new movie now i can't really speak on how that film it is because i looked it up i found it i watched it and i would just skip to certain parts and every there's probably five or six different points of this movie i skipped to and every single one was a scene that i remembered from a, a separate movie i was like fuck that man i'm not taking my time and checking this out like it's not worth it yeah, if it's just a rehash of what already happened, that's kind of pointless to kind of add it into the series. So, um, yeah, 
I said, yeah, it is what it is. So, uh, but like I said, and like I said, I looked at it one too, and I thought, okay, cool. We have a fourth wiener, or I guess whatever it was, you know, because it was four. It was past, I guess, return to sleepaway camp, so it was like four. So it was kind of weird, especially. But uh, I don't know. This whole series is, is. It's also worth mentioning that apparently there was another film that was um, at least filmed. It's not released yet. I don't know when mm-hmm. it is going to get released, and it's called Camp Coldbrook. Now, apparently, this one was supposed to kind of coincide with the sleepaway camp films. Um, I know it had surprisingly, uh, it was produced by Joe Dante who, um, directed Gremlins and Matinee and a shit ton of other really good eighties and nineties films. And it it had Danielle Harris and Chad Michael Murray in it. So this film was filmed and hasn't been released yet. I believe it was filmed in like 2017 or something. So Unfortunately, we can't really include it with the series because we have no idea what the fuck it's about because it's not even out yet. So, great. Hmm. Yeah, so two years later, we're still waiting for it. Well, you know, maybe when it, when it comes out, maybe do like a small little review of it or whatever to kind of add to this one maybe or whatever. Well, no, see, what those motherfuckers are doing, they're waiting for us to talk about all these movies and then the day or two after we release this episode <laughs> to everybody, they're going to announce it and they'll be like, oh, cool, great. <laughs> Yeah, because they really pay attention to our podcast. Yeah, I wish that was something. Yeah. We yeah. are the central focal point of everything horror. All right. So if that was true, holy shit, man, I would be, I don't know. I wouldn't be working where I'm working now. I'd be fucking doing this full time. But yeah, that would be fucking. Yeah, dip me in sugar and call me Sally. Hell yeah. I'm going to call you Sally anyway. Uh, <laughs> I mean, well, you already have. <laughs> yeah. Get over here, boy. Get over here, boy. Well, I think we do this series for a little thing called the Kill Count. So why don't we, uh, why don't we visit uh, the Sleepaway series and uh, Sleepaway Camp series, excuse me, and let's see what, uh, what the Kill Count's like. Kill Count. So this series is different than the first three weeks we've been doing this because guess what? The original is not the least in the series in regards of kill counts it's somewhere not last so (laughs) where that comes at we will uh discuss but let's kind of uh just run through these real quick man in in last place is return to sleepaway camp that's the most recent edition Mm -hmm. uh this film was released in 2008 there is nine kills so that's still pretty high yeah yeah that's that's exactly what i was thinking um after watching the movie it really didn't feel like that much but again thoughts on that will be in later (laughs) uh but nine is still a pretty solid uh, count. Uh, then in third place, that puts the original. So instead of being last like Child's Play, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and Wrong Turn, mm. where all the first entries in every single franchise we've done so far had the least amount of kills in the franchise, Sleepaway Camp is second to last. So congratulations. You're yeah, a little different. You broke the giant. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Gotta give it where credit's due, I guess. Um, There's 12 kills in Sleepaway Camp, released Damn. in 1983. Now, again, this is a very titular film. Um. It's probably one of the lesser known kind of major slasher franchises. Does does that make sense? That's a great way to put that. I about to say because it, it is is well known, but it's not well known. It's kind of the same. So that was a very 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 good man. I like the way you put that. Thank you. I like the way I put you. Ooh, you put me in my place, right? Or put it put it on you. I think is what I was trying to say, you, but I was I was too nervous that you were going to reject me or something. You can put it anywhere you want, man. <laughs> It's a sleepaway camp. I mean, yeah, it's a very uh, titular film, so to speak. Uh, you know, it's very interesting. Again, we'll talk about that later. Uh, next up in second place is Sleepaway Camp 3, Teenage Wasteland. This film was released in 1989. This one has 16 kills, so that's kind of really fucking up there. Now, 
for people that have seen parts two and three, it's literally all about the kills. So, I mean, expecting a kill count this high isn't that ridiculous when you watch the movie. Right, right. Um, with that being said, number one is Sleepaway Camp 2, Unhappy Campers, released in 1988. This one had 18 kills, man. And I, I, looking back at all the other episodes, for all the films we've covered in terms of the franchises we've covered, this is now the fourth week. This is the highest kill count in any film we've done so far. So it's kind of really interesting. Wow. That's great. That's kind of crazy, man. Because like you said, the, the other ones have kind of kept in like a formula almost. So this one kind of breaks that apart. So, huh. Interesting. It kind of does uh, bring something else to the table. Then There's four films in the Sleepaway Camp universe. Um, first one in 83. Last one was recently in 2008. Mm-hmm. The total kills in all of those films put together, if anyone is keeping up with me on the math here, it is 55. So that's about an average of 13.75 a film. That is by far the highest we've had so far. I, yeah. And, you know, whether it, whether it be cheap, whether it be the quality not necessarily be there, right. um, they're kills nonetheless. True. True. Right? Kills a kills a kill. So there you go. True that. I'm with you on that. Well, okay. Well, now that we got the kill counts in the books, I think we need to start counting these down. And <laughs> with this series, I'm just going to say that, you know what? I can just let this uh, speak for itself. Hey kids, it's time for our shit pick of the week. So up to this point, it's kind of been a crapshoot. You know, it's it's always like, oh, you know, who's going to put what movie where? But I bet you, your goddamn bottom dollar, that nobody would have this list with any other shit pick film. And and that's even, I don't even know what Wes has. Right. All right. right. O- okay. Again, I'm going to reiterate this real quick. Our lists, Wes and I don't know each other's lists. So whenever we place a film ranked, I don't know if he likes a film. I don't know if he dislikes it and vice versa. It's fun that way. We like to spice things up. Mm-hmm. Um, so whenever we present with our lists, it's a complete and utter surprise. surprise. Um, this is no fucking surprise. <laughs> yes. <laughs> surprise, <laughs> motherfucker. Right. Uh, this is no, this is no surprise right here. Shit pick has to be Return to Sleepaway Camp. You have nailed it, sir. Yes, this, whew, this movie is just, oh, I, I can't even think of a word to really describe it as well as I could. Because like, it's just, shit pick doesn't even do it justice. It's like a, the shit's like been flushed. It's gone into the sewer. <laughs> it's hanging out with other shit and it's been rubbed on and, you know, like mushed up. And I don't, dude, I don't even know. This thing is horrible. It's like it's like that shit you took in a shower that you have to waffle stomp down the drain. Uh, yeah, sure. <laughs> He's like, I think we could say that this is our first diarrhea. Oh, very well put, sir. Very, very well put. We should have done we should have done a whole new intro for that one. So yeah, this is a diarrhea pick. Um, I, and I'll just be the first one to say I almost fell asleep three times watching this film. I don't doubt it. Like literally, I was like dozing off and like, okay, got to got to pay attention, got to pay attention here. So yeah. Um, yeah, I'll just say I watched this series with my bestie, Jamie. What's up, Jamie? Um, and we both on this one were like, oh, my God, when's this going to end? <laughs> I'm like, this is ridiculous. <laughs> but I don't even know where to begin to say how bad it was. Like, you know, of course, you're bringing back some of the old people from the first one um, to kind of – and I guess they thought that was going to help maybe. I don't know. I don't know. I just – God, it was just fucking terrible. Um you have Vincent Pastore from he's I guess he was in uh, Sopranos and you know, all these you know, gangster movies and stuff. You know he's a pretty decent actor, 
I don't know why in the hell he would put his name on this film or even be in it. I just don't know what he was thinking. He must have been hard up for a paycheck. I don't know what happened there, but God, God, man, that shit. That's just shit. <laughs> but, um, it's, it's awful. Just, oh, it's terrible. Um, Isaac Hayes makes a little appearance in this film, which again, hard up for a paycheck, man. And just, you know, I guess I think this is his last film too, before he passed away. Um, yeah, really? I think this film made him pass away, honestly, because this was. Yeah. <laughs> I know mean, I'd probably die if I was in it. So, um, but yeah, it, it brings, I guess, I'm trying to figure out the other ones that were in the film. I guess Paul D'Angelo was Ronnie and uh, uh, Jonathan Terriston was Ricky. Um, and there's just some other ones they brought back from the first one, thinking that they would help to kind of you know, propel the film to be better. And all it did was just make it even shittier than it was before. Oh my God. No question. Yeah. And of course you have, um, you have the original Angela coming back, um, as the, uh, prosthetic nose sheriff. Um, <laughs> I mean, I just I don't, I, my hands are on the air right now. I don't even know where to begin with this film. Like you take it from it. I can't talk about it anymore. Okay, so I called that immediately. I called the ending. I saw the cop, the prosthetic nose wearing. I'm like, okay, that's that's. Oh, spoiler alert! I'm like, oh, that's yeah. totally Angela. You know, no lie. But dude, literally, oh, I heard this film was bad. Um, I hear a lot of people say that a lot of films are bad, and I end up liking those films. So I never try to take anyone's opinions too seriously, and you know, I like to give yep. everything a fair shot. Seriously, fuck this movie. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I'm with you. <laughs> Um, I thought I've seen films with cringy dialogue before. Then I decided to give this goose a little gander. Um, every single little thing they did with this film made me scratch my head like I'm patient zero for the third grade lice crisis. Like, I just... (laughs) Thank you. Like, it's just... There's just nothing to this film. And to connect it with Sleepaway Camp is uh, such a cop-out. It's something that we hammer every week. Oh, it's for the paycheck. You know, it's... It's people who don't care about the films that just want a cheap buck. This film is directed by Robert Hiltzik, who was yep. the director of the original Sleepaway Camp. And, like, to build onto the part that you just said, Jonathan Tierson, Felissa Rose, Paul D'Angelo's back. Paul D'Angelo is still built like a goddamn gorilla. Okay? He's looking good, man. I know it. Him and his shorts. Goddamn. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, we'll talk about that. Just, the shorts will be talked about a lot later, so just don't forget those shorts. Oh, I'm excited for that part. Um, <laughs> The characters are some of the most unlikable you'll ever come across. Yeah. The, the the bully who is the bullied, mm-hmm. who bullies his the people who bully him. It's a confusing thing. I don't know if 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 we should be sad for him or not. I don't know if we should root for him or not. I'm not fucking rooting for this guy. I don't even know his name, but literally every single scene he's in, he literally tells someone that their butt stinks. Yeah, literally. And I was like, dude, okay, what grade you went like second? I just don't. And he's disgusting. It literally felt, yes, it literally felt like this movie was made by someone who watched not even a real slasher film, just a shitty fucking movie, and they're in third grade, and again, amidst Lice Crisis, okay, (laughs) Uh, and and they were like, hey, let's make a movie, like, let's write a dialogue, and then just talking to, just, like, literally, this movie is something that you have to see to believe. It just is awful it's not even good in a bad way it's just it fucking sucks you said you fell asleep several times right it's fucking fucking dozed off i'm just like damn i gotta you know pay attention at least so i can at least know what the movie's about on it and just i'll just be honest with you i did when i dozed off i did lose the 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 plot a little bit so 
but then again, it really doesn't matter. This there was no plot to begin with. Like it was just people at a camp. It was just bully being bullied. It was bullying, 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 bullying. I'll say that a few times. I'll be able to fill in the gaps. Um, and the dude was gross too. Like I was saying, he was disgusting. Like he was like dirty, and yes. and he was dating like this hot chick. And I'm like, that okay. First of all, that would never ever happen. Like that would never happen. Someone that dirty and gross and nasty and like childish would never be dating anyone. Period. First of all. Um, no, he was trying to talk to the girl, but she didn't. But like but, but, but then they call her his girl. It was like his, it was your, it was say it was his girlfriend, and even she was like talking. Like I think they were fucking. Around. Okay, cause about to say because they kept saying that over and over again. I'm thinking okay, because at first I thought the same thing. I thought well maybe they are together because they act like they were together, but like not really. I don't see that even by itself is just convoluted. So just fuck that. <laughs> um, but yeah, and then the the ending to this film is probably one of the worst endings any film I've ever seen in my entire life. Um, I don't. I mean, you know, we talked about spoiler alert, whatever. Fuck this film. I don't even care anymore. Um, you know, whole, the whole film, Felicia Rose has been dressed up like this sheriff with a this big ass nose, and yeah, you know, and, and speaking, yeah, and speaking to a voice too. box and the whole, you know, just bullshit. And I'm like, why? Why do you want to do that? You know, why tarnish the original? You know, the, the first movie by doing this one, it just it makes me mad. Actually, she did it, but of course, the paycheck's got to roll in, so whatever. Um, but like, I guess like the dude has been skinned alive and she comes up and was like, you know, of course I had to come back and make everyone remember blah, blah. And then, then she does her little laugh. I shouldn't even do like, like, like the mouth open eyes to the side laugh. She just kind of laughs and then she just like stops and the movie ends. And I'm like, the fuck was that bullshit? (laughs) You know? Oh God. Just it's not good. Hurts my brain thinking about. It, honestly, I just don't ever want to watch the movie ever again. I don't know what's worse, that or Texas Chainsaw Next Generation. I don't even. Those two movies should go hand in hand. Next Generation is worse. I don't know, man. I can, say, I can. I feel comfortable with that because honestly, like everything terrible about this film aside, there is some decent kills. Like this, there's a couple kills in this movie that have no right being in this movie because a couple of them are pretty goddamn good. Okay, but, I mean, right. gave a point there. That's all it has, though. Yeah, you're. Yeah, you're right. I, I can't. I won't, I won't deny that. Uh, there were a couple of really cheesy ones too. Like the, the girl was laying on the bed and she has like the, the, the bed of nails above her, you know, that was kind of cheesy, but yeah, um, but you're right. There were a couple of good kills that, that you're right. Didn't belong. And this should have belonged to like, you know, the like second or third uh, film in this series, but I don't know. It just is what it is. But I was, Lord have mercy. I know dude, I was just really hoping this would be like, you know, uh, okay, let's bring it back together at the end with this, you know, kind of the same cast a little bit, you know, not the same cast, but the same actors coming back to kind of play different parts and, I don't know, man. Just, just didn't, just didn't pull it off for me. So, don't watch it, everybody. Please, seriously, just, just watch, just watch something else. Just watch Demon Wind. I, you know, I can't, wow, I said an endorsement. It. I said it. I said it. Just and that, that says how shitty this movie really is to me. Is that I'd rather put Demon Wind above this film. So you keep watching that movie, though. To be fair, you just watched that the other night. Yeah, I did just to see if maybe it would capture my heart, maybe or make me feel sorry for it more. I don't know what it and is. It and now. No, I really didn't. But like I said, it was yeah, he's it was better than this film. So you're warming up to it. I know it. I mean, warming up. I mean, maybe it was just the fact that I lit a Bunsen burner under my ass. I was watching it. Maybe that's what it was. But <laughs> I don't know. Warming up is definitely a, <laughs> definitely a, uh, a relative term, so to speak. So um, I don't know. I, anything else you want to talk about before we move on to our actual countdown here? Um, not unless it has something to do with Demon Wind. Uh, no, I'm done talking about that movie too. So. <laughs> Let's 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 all just take a minute to take Demon Wind and Return to Sleepaway Camp 
and Texas Chainsaw Next Generation. Let's let's put it into a box. No, there's not that bad. Let's let's take let's put all, oh, those three into a box. Ah, 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 put it into a box. Let's seal it up real tightly. Let's 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 take let's or kill ourselves. Go down to hell for a minute. Uh, find the lake of fire. Toss that box in and have someone revive us, so we can come back. And that's what I feel about those three films. They should just. I'm cool if you just left Demon Wind out because the other two films deserve it. But Demon Wind is a goddamn masterpiece, and you know it. Um. Maybe sweet talk me later on. I'll, I'll kind of halfway agree with you on that, but you really got to you really got to put it on me, man. I mean, just put it on. Me. Oh, with what I've got, with what I've got planned for you, you're going to fully agree. Okay, well, I th- that may change, people. So keep you know, uh, stay tuned. <laughs> I mean, I'll depend- like, well, okay, then let's roll it up. Yeah, let's I mean, I'm, I'm anxious to see what you're going to pull out of here. You know, something. So <laughs> <laughs> let's move along because that could get kind of dirty. Um, all right, so let's just. <laughs> Let's get along with a number, a number three pick. <laughs> Angela, are you okay? Angela, can you hear me? Three. Angela, 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 are you okay? Angela, you okay over there? It's like goddamn John Travolta in Greece. I know. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right, so here we go. Now we get to finally start our lists. We got the diarrhea pick out of the way. Mm-hmm. Um, I am just going to have to put Sleepaway Camp 3, Teenage Wasteland here. Uh, that's, now, I mean, I'm there with you, man, right there. So. All right, so like we said, man, there's not really going to be many surprises in this episode, I really don't think. No. Um. This film is just extremely, extremely cheap. And like we mentioned earlier, this is the third film in the franchise. Mm-hmm. A third name for the, um, the the name of the camp. It's just like, why? You know, oh. at this point, Angela is much of a mainstay to campsites as flashlights and sleeping bags. But like, d- <laughs> it, it, it's just, it fails to deliver in almost every aspect. Like, as you're watching this film, it almost feel, feels like a... Uh, like a student film yes, or something a, like that. Like the quality's bad. Yes, I would have the, the kills are awful and just look really fake. Actually, I mean, some of them are actually pretty decent. I mean, and they're pumping out, what was it? The, the 16 kills in this yeah. film. So they're really pumping it out. But I mean, some either say you can have quality or you can have quantity. You can't have both. Well, this is definitely where they went for the quantity and kind of definitely lacked on the quality. Yeah. And it is... I'm sorry. No, I'll say that there is one kill that, that when you say you know quantity over quality, the one kill that really just kind of made me mad. It was the one, I guess, one of the very first kills where she comes up upon the the pedophile guy that's sleeping with the teenage kid in the the tent, and she like takes a stick and literally beats him kind of to death, like just beats him over the head a little bit, and then he falls over, and then that's it. I'm like, I don't see how that would kill somebody. I just don't. I don't know. It was a very Man. cheap. Yeah, yeah, I don't even understand. But oh well, it is what it is. And this this is definitely one of those films where you just really need to turn your brain off. I mean, mm. and it's funny looking at Angela. It's like in the second film she looked natural, everything's fine. In this one, she's like wearing a wig the whole yeah. time, and it this wig is so goddamn stiff and dry. It looks like it came straight from the Atacama Desert from Chile. Now. <laughs> I'm sure a lot of you people don't know. I didn't know previously to this. I had to make Google search to find the driest place on earth. 
and I did that for you guys. Okay, I looked up what's the driest place on earth so I can make this joke and really make it land. <laughs> um, so her wig is dry as fuck, and apparently the acting is also from the Atacama Desert because fuck man, it's drier and as stale as the bread that was served by the pilgrims at the original Thanksgiving wow. dinner. It's just fucked up, man. This movie is just just so. Oh man, it's it has a weird charm though, honestly. Like as I'm thinking back to it, it like I kind of I don't know, man. It, it's got a, it's 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 nowhere near as bad as Return oh, to no. Sleepaway Camp. It doesn't really deserve to be like put with that film. But I mean, in terms of the other two films in the franchise, I think it's definitely a, a step down. I mean, you've got t- uh Jill Tereshita though in this film. She's uh in Night of the Demons. She's just an absolute babe. So, so it was cool to see her in this one. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, like, like you said, this has a charm to it. I, I can agree with that. Um, the way that it's that the flow of the movie um, is, of course, you know, they're going to a new camp and then trying to revamp the whole camp and you know and make it something that people can go back to and enjoy. And then they have a thing like, like the leader of the camp is just a dumbass. I just that whole she just makes me mad. But. Like, you know, they, they split up into three different camps and how she kind of, you know, knocks one off at a, one at a time. Uh, you know, it, it was a kind of a cool way to do that. That's why I say the charm, I think, comes through in the way that they kind of laid out the, the plot of the movie, which, you know, wasn't the greatest. But at the same point, they could have done a whole lot worse, honestly, I think, in my opinion. Um, so I think, that, I think that charm, you said, that charm does come through in that fact. Also, the charm comes through in the fact that some of the kills are pretty decent. They're kind of, they're kind of funny and kind of, oh, I'm looking at that. You know, it's kind of, that's kind of interesting. And, um, one thing also to note, uh, Pamela Springsteen, the one that plays Angela, she is Bruce Springsteen's cousin, I think. Really? I always wondered if there was a, uh, a connection. Yeah, I think that, I think that's, she's, she's his cousin, I think. Either cousin or niece. I think it's cousin. Um, but yeah, if you look if you look at her face, you can kind of see the resemblance a little bit. Um, but yeah, she she's not a bad Angela. I think I think she plays it pretty decently. Um, but yeah, like I said, this film is not great in any any form or fashion of that word. But it, like the charm is there. I, I totally understand why you would say that because you come away from it going that movie was was bad, but I didn't mind it. You know, it was like eh. so you know. Um, yeah, and honestly, I I remember more of this film than the second one. Now, granted, I watched it most recently because I watched all these films back to back this week, um, so you know I could get an updated opinion. But like, even right now, as I'm looking back on these films, I just remember so much more from the third uh, film of the franchise as opposed to the second one. And I'm not really sure why that is because I mean I preferred the second one. So I mean, obviously, it's ahead of my list. I'm not really giving away any spoilers, but right. Fuck. Right, right. Yeah, I'm about to say, and I think we all know how this is going to go, so we're not really surprising anybody on this. If you're, if you're surprised, wow, I got some land to sell you out in Utah, man. Just come, DM me. <laughs> Slide in my DMs. I got something to sell you right now. Um, but yeah. It's goddamn Louisiana Purchase. Hell yeah. Oh, shit. Man, you're bringing history out today, aren't you? Wow. <laughs> I try. Yeah, there you go. Um, but like, like I said, this this film to me kind of, it drags. It drags a lot. Um and then when the kills happen, you're like, okay, cool. And they're kind of, they're kind of some of some of them are really quick, and some of them are really drawn out. And I was thinking, okay, pick one or the other because you're fucking with my brain here. I don't, I can't wrap my brain around how this is going to work out. Um, but I guess when that when it happens, and, and the, the people, okay, first of all, this film would not fly in today's age, today's age at all. Um, it, it has racial slurs and it has homophobic slurs. Um, it, it, just the way that they handle each other, the way that the, the, the characters in the film handle each other just would not fly at all. Um, so if you're easily offended, 
stay away from this film completely because it'll definitely trigger the hell out of you. Um, and it's, it's just not even needed, honestly. The, the, the racial stuff and the, and the homophobic stuff has no place in this movie. I don't know why they decided to bring it into it. Um, I guess probably just trying to make it seem edgy. Yeah, and that's not edgy to me. They, even back, even even when if I saw this film when it first came out, I still be like, why, why put that in here? I mean, they use the N word and they use the you know they say fag, and I'm just like, why, why is that needed in this film? Like I said, just to be edgy, that's just kind of the, I don't know. It just that's another reason why this film ranks low for me on any horror film. Just it just stuff like that pisses me off because there's really no reason in putting it in. They just do it for the shock value, and that's just really pointless. But I don't know. Yeah, it totally is pointless. Yeah, I just this film just fails a lot of cylinders. Like I said, it's not as bad as Return, but still, it's like, ugh, God, just fucking guide me with a spoon. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, any, anything else you want to add about this film? Because I'm trying to think back at just some of the good kills in this film. Um, uh, someone gets poisoned at the first, like they're taking cocaine or something and, and like it they just like sniff it and then like there's like bleeds out their nose or something which is kind of a cheesy thing to do but i don't even know yeah i mean the the, the kills are definitely worth giving a shot you know i, I mean if uh, how am i gonna put this if someone who likes slasher films asked me should i watch this movie i'll be like i'll, I'll just kind of look at them and <laughs> like nod my head slightly just slightly yeah. i'm not gonna tell them to watch it but i'm not gonna tell them not to True. you know it's it's not it's it's a horrible movie it's not a good slasher movie, but it's it's a decent film to watch for a kill count. True. Does that make that sense? That makes complete sense. You, that's a good way to put that. I like that. Thank you. Yeah. And also, a thing that kind of takes a hit to me is when you know the slasher. True. When you know the person killing people. Like, you know it's Angela. There's no kind of mystery. There's no rhyme or reason. It's just she's going around killing people. Um pretty shittily most of the time like we mentioned the a lot of the kills are actually worth the uh ticket price but yep i don't know man it's just there's something about these films that just well especially two and three that just don't really get get my fire going yeah yep i can i i support you fully in that when you said that so like you said there were, these films kind of I, unless you just are a fan of just really really shitty films which i you are in some aspects so you know it's it is what it is on the floor right there for you to pick that up later but um unless you just really love those to death you're gonna just either love this series or gonna hate this series um but at the same point like you said the kills can revive it in some aspects and i think this one definitely does keep it afloat so to speak um by some of those good kills that come along uh some of them are really really bad some are really really good the acting in it is mediocre at best um I think actually Angela's acting, the girl, uh, Pamela Springsteen, her acting is actually worse than the second one. I'm not sure how you would get worse with the same actress in the same series, but <laughs> I mean, I don't know. It is what it is. Well, it's actually interesting um, that both part two and three were filmed back to back. Like, like before the second one was even released, they had both films um, uh, filmed. Oh. You know, so that that could have been why, you know, she kind of got her gears going since it was all one continuous ride. You know, she kind of found her footing, found the character, so to speak, and how she wanted to go about it. But, um, yeah, on top of that, there's actually a really cool fact I wanted to mention about this film was that, okay, it's not that fun. It's just kind of <laughs> shitty, but um, six characters in this film are named after the Brady Bunch. Oh, there's Marsha, Greg, Peter, Jan, Cindy. I did and not realize now that you say that, I'm like, oh, shit, that is true. Wow. Because I'm looking at the list of, of, of characters right now. And you're exactly right. That's crazy. 
Oh my gosh. Well, and I wonder why that wonder why that even happened. That's kind of kind of curious. <laughs> yeah, I guess the director was maybe a fan of maybe Brady Bunch. I guess weird. maybe maybe I guess during that time, I guess it was released. When was it released? Eighty uh, nine. Uh, yeah, so Ray it's like in, yeah, eighty nine. Pretty much, wasn't even popular. I guess they were just a big fan of it. I guess who knows? Um, I don't know. But anyway, you, really, the, the the last two films in this series, you really could, like like you said, you're going to tell someone not to watch this film, but you're also going to tell them to watch this film. So you can leave these last two films as completely off your list of slashers you need to watch. I mean, it's it is what it is. I was going to try to talk it up a minute, but you know what? No, I'm not going to try that show. So. Um, I don't know. Let's just move on because I think there's, we could talk about this some more, how, how shitty it was, but I just think that once you beat a dead horse, even deader, uh, it's just going to smell. So I don't, I don't want to make it smell any worse than it does. So unless you have anything else you want to add, I say we move on. Um, I mean, I'm glad we have the same opinion on it. You know, I, I didn't know if you liked this one or not prior to this. And, uh, as it, as it seems like it's rolling out, I, there's no major surprises. We have the same opinion on both of those films we've talked about already. Yeah, I'm about to say this. And honestly, I knew going into this series, I'm like, yeah, we're we're probably going to share the same, to the same same countdown. Uh, and if it is, this will be the first time since uh, since Jaws that we pull that off. So, or not Jaws, the Shark episode, excuse me. Um, oh, yeah. So yeah, it's the first time we've we've shared. So, let's just see which one, you know, number two, number one, how they fall on your list. So, I mean, I think we're pretty much sure how this is going to fall, but still, <laughs> let's just let's just find out to be sure. Angela. Are you okay? Angela, can you hear me? That accent, man, I love it. Hydromatic. <laughs> it's hydromatic. It's grease lightning. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. All right, so <laughs> number two on the list, we've got Sleepaway Camp 2, Unhappy Campers, uh, released a, a year prior to uh, Sleepaway Camp 3, so we're in 1988. Um, I'm guessing you have this one in the same spot, am I correct? You're exactly right, sir. So we, we've officially shared the same list just twice in this in this doing this whole thing. So yeah, that's pretty impressive, Excellent. man. We've got about what thirty something episodes now. Yeah, and that's I say only. I mean, I guess you think about it too. I, mean, I guess it is kind of odd. Um, I guess in the, in the first season, I guess it'd be kind of hard to share more than once for this for the fact that we were doing a lot of different films. But I guess with series, I guess it would be that different. But I can't believe we haven't shared it in anything other you know before either of the three franchises. So. Uh, yeah kind of cool so right as we kind of cover some of these lower number franchises you know we've got sleepaway camp with four films um i we're gonna mention something later on about what we're doing next week and how we're gonna go about doing it um but yeah there's not gonna be a lot of surprises with our picks we're just gonna have a lot of fun explaining them you know um again there's a lot of franchises out there with a lot of films where we're gonna really spice it up but i mean with with this one you there's you know, we're not going to lie and say that Return to Sleepaway Camp is better than Sleepaway Camp just for the shock factor, you know? True, true, very true. Because, like I said, there's, yeah. there's no point in that. You know, I mean, people are going to know. If they watch the films, they're going to know that we're fucking with them. So, you know, you might as well just be truthful and take, say exactly what you want to say about it and actually engage people with what you think and go, okay. You know, they say, oh, I, I agree with that or I don't agree with that. So, yeah, I agree with you, man. Yeah. 
So let's talk about Sleepaway Camp 2, man. I mean, again, super cheap. I mean, uh, it's it's almost the exact same movie as the third, but they're at the camp. And it just kind of feels more like a a normal slasher, so to speak. Um, This one has 18 kills as well, so that has a lot going for it, you know. Mm -hmm. And I always – see, my problem is I always like a film with a high kill count. I also like quality, okay? So, yeah, yeah. But, you know, and and I always like to say a film can be bad but have a high kill count and it still be a decent movie. This one is pretty good. I mean, I get my final rating for this film was a 5 out of 10. So, you know, it's not the worst film, but it's not really a great film. And, and to kind of place it two on any list, I feel like really does this film a major, major service. I feel like it's not necessarily worthy of a number two anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> it does deserve number two. <laughs> but not number two on the list. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck yeah, yeah, it deserves some shit. Um, this one, it, it's, it's, it's porny. Yes. There, Angela has, like the first film, she's mute pretty much the whole movie and she talks just a little bit here and there she's really shy this one she delivers more one-liners than late 80s freddy krueger yeah. like how does that happen <laughs> i know it's like, weird what, how does this character evolve to this point where it has no reminiscence of the previous character in the first film like how, how does it change this much much without explaining anything and, yeah and, and this film just feels so soft core. And I know I've said this recently on one of the past few episodes, but this film has so much TNA and it's, and I ain't talking about the wrestling. <laughs> like it's just, it's just nudity for the sake of nudity. Like they're in the, uh, like the women's cabin and like all the girls have their shirts off and it's just like, there's no goddamn point to this. I'm like, again, I'm not going to complain, yeah, you know? yeah. but, but there's no point. And, and I'm perfectly fine without seeing that. Like, all of these 80s directors thought that like nudity and this and that would cover up and make people like a movie. And it's such a ridiculous concept. Because if you think about directors doing that today, like releasing a shitty movie, but oh, it's got nudity, you know, like that would not pass today. And I, I'm really not really sure why it passed back then yeah. either. Well, no, I, I, just to, to expound on that, like, you know, like I said, if today if some other director did that, People would look at it and go, "Oh, and we know why they're doing that because the movie's so shitty. They have to throw in, you know, tits and ass to, to you know, distract you from how bad it was." So people are smarter, of course, than they were back then because you know, you back then it was all about just you know, it was almost new, so you really didn't know what to expect. Now you know what to expect. So you go, "Okay, if they're throwing bullshit down like that, it means that the movie sucks." So okay, it is what it is. We'll just let it roll, or I'll just shut it off and watch something that's I know I'm gonna like. So um, but yeah, I totally agree with you on that. So. Yeah, it's just a norm of the 80s to feature that stuff. And, I mean, I don't want to say that we're that far away from the 80s. I mean, that was only almost 40 years ago at this point. But, like, it's crazy to think how misogynistic that was. And it just completely just went under the rug and no one really gave a shit about it. Yep. Well, I mean, when you look at Hollywood, we talked about this, Hollywood in the 80s and 70s especially, it was all about, you know, directors being just dirtbags. And oh, yeah, if you sleep with me, I'll give you a part. And, you know, and, and, you know like, people make jokes about it now. If, you know, sleep with me, I'll give you a role in my movie. That was so true. I mean, you look at the Weinsteins. Good God. I mean, fuck. Dude, that, the whole yeah. thing is just makes me sick to think about. But that's what it was. And, that, and these movies are a direct response to that. Going, yes, you're exactly right. If you sleep with me, I will give you a part in my movie. And the movie's going to be shitty. And you won't go anywhere in life. But hell, I'll get, to, I'll, I'll get laid. There you go. And which is a horrible, horrible way to put that. But it just—it's just the reality of the matter, and 
Yeah, it's it's unfortunate. Yeah, but very. Anyways, let's see Sleepaway Camp Two, man. Uh, number two on the list. Uh, uh pr- pretty much everything we set up to this point would make you believe that I hate this film. I don't. Yeah. It's just the quality takes a huge major hit compared to the first film. Mm-hmm. Um, the kill count is more off the chain than an early two thousands wallet. Whoa. We're at eighteen kills. <laughs> you like I that? Love that. Uh, <laughs> 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 we're at eighteen. Like I said, that is far in a way the most we've had in any of our kill counts. I'm pretty sure the second highest was Wrong Turn last week with two Wrong Turn 2 and Wrong Turn 3 having 15, I believe, yes. which it's pretty impressive to think. Sleepaway Camp 3 has 16. So two films in this franchise are already higher than any films in the Child's Play, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and uh, Wrong Turn franchises. I think that's that's pretty insane. Yeah, that's crazy. Like I said, especially when – okay, that's crazy – but at the same point, this whole entire series is all about the kills. Like you even said that before. So it's like if they almost – it is cool. Same point, if they had not pulled this off, this whole series would have not been as popular. The first one would have been popular just for the fact of what happens. But, the, you know, and a lot of people like a lot of people like these, these sequels. You'd be very surprised how many times I've seen part two and part three, people sharing it on Instagram or talking about it or doing podcasts on it or whatever. It's, it's crazy how these films have a definite cult following. Um, so, you're, you know, I, I will say that the fact that The Kills definitely saved this franchise uh, completely, completely. So if you're into Kills, like this said, this series is just up your alley. So but you're exactly right. Yeah. I mean, that's that's all I really have to say about it, too. It's just like it's just really middle of the road, in my opinion. It's it's not by any means a good film, but it, it's bad enough to to be entertaining and and a decent flick i guess if you're bored true no i, I agree with you two, two things all right for part two part three the things i can say really cool about it that i forgot to mention and i'm talking about three is the fact that the uh, they reference other slasher films in these movies um and this one i think they aren't they're making arts and crafts and they're making a hockey mask and a you know and a knife finger glove <laughs> and, it's, and it's even used in like a prank toward the end of the movie you know and of course they get you know and a chainsaw as well uh, and when he's someone's face over you know, Angela's face. So it, it has some good harkening back to some like, some really good slasher films, which is fantastic. And I think in three, they're on the dock uh, fishing and she pulls a hockey mask out of the river and they ask what day it was. They say, it was Saturday the 14th. You know, so they kind of poke fun at that, which I thought was kind of fun. But um, yeah, kind of really, really cheesy. But still, it was kind of cool. Like, oh, you know, very funny. You know, we all know what they're talking about. Um, but you pretty much said it all with this movie. It's just cheesy as hell. It's the kills are pretty decent. Uh, the acting is terrible. Um, I don't know, man. And, you know, like I said, they really don't explain how she becomes this mute, quiet little person. Well, and I guess you could take, you know, well, I'll just say, we all know what, what happens in the first one, but at the end of the, of the movie, she kind of comes out of her shell, so to speak. So maybe that uh, coming out, Sort of, you know, whatever it is. Not um, the only thing coming out maybe, of the shell. <laughs> yeah, the yeah, the, yeah, the little turtle, turtle. Um, but uh, <laughs> maybe, maybe that's why that she takes this, you know, opposite turn. To, but of course, they don't explain it. So you kind of just take it for what it is. So you kind of write your own story as you go along. Um, but I do like the way that they kind of keep that. It's kind of the same feel as uh a slasher film would be like the normal camp slasher film which i guess that's why it kind of propels it into a spot of uh i'm not hating it but also not loving it uh it's tolerable to the fact of it's familiar but it's not great and the fact of it's not friday the 13th so if that yeah, kind of says I it agree. all but, uh, 
yeah, that kind of sums it up. So, um, anything else you want to add before we move on to our obvious number one? Uh, no, man, let's roll it on. Yeah, yeah let's roll it on, brother. Angela, are you okay? Angela, can you hear me? Okay, before we move on to talking about this movie, why can you answer this question for me? Why does she make that noise at the end? The breathing noise? Yes. I don't know, but that is honestly the most terrifying part of the movie in my I know. opinion. <laughs> but like but I mean but okay, okay, so Spoiler alert, we all know what happens at the end of this film, or unless you should. If you don't, what the fuck's wrong with you? Um, but just the fact that she is really a boy, why does she stand there with this her dick hanging out and her eyes cut to the side and her mouth wide open, breathing like Bigfoot? I don't that makes zero sense to me. I think the yeah, it was it's I don't know, man. I guess it just adds to the intrigue at the point. Um, of course, back when they did it, it probably just scrapped things together just to make it seem as creepy as it did. And, and I mean, to me, it kind of pulled off. Like, they pulled a random dude and was like, hey, would you like to be naked and wear a mask? Um, You know, and, and look like little Angela for this scene. And then the guy was like, yeah, I'll do it. But when it came time to filming, he was actually really fucking nervous. And he was like, wow, this is really degrading. Like, I have to stand here like with a with a little girl's mask on my face you know ding dong hanging out yeah like and it, it and i mean he yeah he had to get shit faced to be able to go through with it but i always thought that yeah none of it made sense because all of a sudden she's just got like this huge manly body and it's like okay not huge yeah. but definitely well, yeah, not a 13 year old girl's body and it's just like right. well okay clearly this is was not her the whole time you know yeah, yeah well yeah because you see her body the entire thing like you know she's she just you know like her clothes aren't very baggy so you can see she's a very small girl so yeah when you see that body you're going okay that's obviously not her so you know they could have yeah. done a little better job of, of finding a better double than that but i guess time constraints and you know cost or i don't know whatever it is but because i have um, always wondered the, that heavy breath heavy breathing i'm glad you brought it up because it's just it, it's just terrifying like to me that is the scariest part of the movie it it it, i and i can't really explain why and the thing is she's killed so many people in this film up to this point spoiler alert this film's like 40 years old get over it Um, (laughs) and and she doesn't go crazy she doesn't go off the rails or anything she she stays in character and she you know she's the quiet shy one kills person off she's still quiet and shy kills another person off but like all of a sudden, once she kills the last dude and is holding his head, she's like some homicidal maniac who's like on a goddamn eight day bender, and it's like, what the fuck happened? Like I don't, and again, I don't think that when they made this film, they were necessarily thinking that much about it. Right. Um, maybe we're looking into it too much, but yeah. So <laughs> who the yeah, hell knows? No, I, I agree with you. It's like this, you know, the whole film has a certain feel to it from start to you know, start, almost to finish. Like I said, the last scene just takes the entire film and just turns it on its head. Um, you know, no pun intended there. But uh, it's just, yeah, it's one of those films. It is so iconic, too. This is one of the most iconic scenes in any horror film of all time. That's almost like the you know, shower scene in Psycho or, um, 
I'm trying to think of another iconic scene in any horror film, and my brain is just fucking, I don't know. Anyway. Literally any ever. <laughs> think of that yeah, one. Yeah, 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 any ever. There you go. Just put the, just insert that in there. But, like, you think they would have thought out a little more of how to make that all work together and kind of end off the film. But you, but at the same point, like you said, it is very terrifying. So it does its job. You know, it, it you know, it, it shows the dick, it shows the breathing, it shows the, you know, the craziness of the little thing. And of course, anytime you see Felissa Rose in any photo ever, she has that mouth open and her eyes mm-hmm. cut to the right, you know? So it's like, you just know that's who it is. Like even, even if you didn't know who that person was, you go, Oh, that was like the, the chick from the sleepaway camp, you know? So you'd be like, Oh, yeah. there you go. So kind of is what it is. But this movie to me, it, I actually like it a lot. Um, it has a good flow. The acting is, you know, for the times, a lot of younger actors in it too. So it's like, you know, the acting is what it is, but also kind of works. It's very quirky and it's real kind of cheesy. And it's, it's one of my favorite, it's definitely one of my favorite camp films of all time easily. So I don't know. It's one of those films that always be near and dear to my heart. Cause I watched it a long, long time ago. Uh, and then didn't watch it for a long time. So I revisited it uh, last year, I think for the first time in like maybe 15 years. And still, I was like, wow, it holds up nicely to, in my opinion. So, yeah, the, I mean, the gore in this film is definitely a treat. Um, it's a lot better than it probably should have been, especially that scene with the creepy yes. cook, the pervert that gets his face burned up, which is a shame he didn't die, by the way. Yes. I can't believe that they let him survive. Yeah. Um, well, I guess they tor- torture, I that's guess. That's true. So. That's true. That's worse than just dying living with those burns. But something that is also really yep. unique about this film <clears throat> is that it's young kids dying. Like there's 13 and 14 year old kids that are getting killed off. And it's really interesting because up to that point, or even since then, when has that really been a norm in a film? Like it's always, of course, older teenagers, you know, young 20 year old somethings, this and that, because they're doing drugs. They're, they're having sex. They're doing all these, you know, these sinful things, but these kids are just kind of being assholes. You know, they're not, they're not really doing anything too wrong. And, and, they're getting killed off in horrible ways and it's, it's it's very unique and honestly i'm not i'm not gonna say i'm not a huge fan of this film i really do like this one a lot but it, it doesn't rank in probably top half of my favorite slasher films it's i i have it ranked as six out of ten so i mean it's i i like it a lot but i don't have that nostalgia factor um i watched this film yeah, a, yeah. a decent ways after i got into horror i saw how many people um enjoyed it and i probably even had the ending ruined for me at that point oh that sucks dude maybe and that's the thing is i don't remember because i remember watching that ending and still being terrified obviously because of the breathing and the body and that look on her face it's just so haunting like like fuck you know like and so yeah i i I think this film is very very decent it's a goddamn masterpiece compared to every other film of the franchise so i guess it's got that going yes oh my god yeah, definitely. It's definitely way head, you know, head and shoulders and, and dicks above the rest of all the rest of these films. So, um, but yeah, I think the nostalgia factor for me on this one definitely has a big impact on how I view this film. Um, but again, then again, it is. It's just a classic. It's just one of those films that you know you talk about slasher films, and it's just it's it's in there. It's not. It's not one of the best. I won't. It's not one of the worst. But it also just kind of hangs out in the middle somewhere, and it kind of gets lost in the shuffle almost. Because um, I think a lot of people 
and it's funny because they talk about it in waves. It'll come up again, like around the anniversary, maybe. We'll talk about it a lot, and then it'll just go away for a while. And it'll, be, it'll be, still be there, but just not talked about very much. It'll come back up again later on for some reason. You know, if Alyssa Rose is doing an appearance somewhere, oh, look what I got, a picture with her. And then, oh, it's just sleepaway camp stuff, you know. So it, it comes in waves. Um, but then again, it's not one of those popular ones out there. So, You know what time I think it is? What time is it? Time to talk about Ronnie's shorts. Okay. Now, oh, there's a lot yeah. I got to say about these shorts, right? So Ron, uh, count, Camp Counselor Ronnie – his name in real life is Paul D'Angelo. Pretty much this and Return to Sleepaway Camp is like the only films he's been in, surprisingly. I mean, he's – I mean, there's no good – there's not really any good actors in this film. Like, no one really does a great job. But, dude, the, his <laughs> his fucking shorts are shorter than my potential of being a successful human being. Like, like – Oh, my buddy, you're successful, man. I don't don't put yourself in the same realm as the shorts, man. Please don't do that. No, it's okay. Self deprecation humor is funny. So you see, okay. you see more of this dude's beans than dog than, <laughs> than Duke the dog from those Bush's beans commercials. Do you remember those? Yes, I love those commercials too. Yeah, we're like, oh, you got to keep the the secret ingredient or whatever. And uh, man, it, it what may be a downstairs hairstylist's dream. Pubic hair is actually mentioned in this yeah. film on two separate occasions. Wow, yeah, it's a, lot of, a lot of downstairs stuff going on in this film. Yeah, yeah, and I'll say his secret ingredient is definitely seen by everybody. So we <laughs> his yeah, we didn't know there was sausage in the uh, in the beans there, buddy. So uh, yeah, Angela, I got some beans. Angela, my my pants are so are so tight, I can feel my dick in my own mouth. But, uh, <laughs> my beans are squashed, Angela. <laughs> you did sound like Josh Travolta say that. <laughs> Thank you. Thank oh, you. But yeah, those, those and it, the worst part about it is when they first, I guess the first time you really see them, they're outside, and I guess it's you know the kids are coming into the camp, and you see it, and you go, "Holy fuck! What is? Why is the short so short?" And this and the guy, <laughs> dick, like right there, you know. And then and then the second time you see it, they're in the mess hall, and he like literally walks up to like a you know like a thirteen or fourteen year old girl, and like puts his slong right in her face. He's like, "What's wrong? Here? What's going on?" I'm like, "Dude, I didn't even notice that." Dude, it's horrible. I'm like, oh my god, why do you? And then the girls like sitting there, like kind of cowering away a little bit. I'm like, yeah, I'd be cowering away from that bullshit. <laughs> On top of that, the pervert too. Oh god, like, that pervert is disgusting. There man. was one line he said that actually I was like, what the fuck? Where he yeah. was, all the kids are coming off the bus, and he said something about like, oh, all those kids are a carpenter's dream. Yeah, I'm like, what and the I'm not gonna fuck? spell that. Yeah, I'm not going to spell that out to anybody, but I'm pretty fucking sure you you know what that means. And I'm just Let's, like, yeah. What? How did that make that into this film? Like, I, don't, I get it; it's '83, but still, man, I'm, I was yeah. like, Jesus Murphy, like, what the fuck? Because like, you know, like, they don't bring up that kind of stuff in any of the films in that era, even that I that I'm aware of. There may be some out there that are like that, but just, I mean, and I guess the fact that you're trying to really make him look as bad as possible because of what happens to him later on. But still, at the same point, it's like, that's just, you know, and I guess I have a 12 and a 15-year-old. So just to to hear someone talk about young kids that way just disgusts the hell out of me. And it's just like, ah, I just, oof, I don't want to talk about it anymore. But, yeah, that guy is fucking disgusting. And Ronnie Schwartz are even worse, I think, the fact that they just put him on display so bad. he's a good guy. Yeah, true, he is a good guy. But still, are you are you really a good guy if you're wearing shorts that short and that tight? I mean, damn. <laughs> can't trust a guy with shorts like that yeah i would never wear shorts that tight i mean if, if i do please someone check on me because i'm not right in my head so uh, <laughs> my, my, my pills are off and my pudding cup is definitely not even empty so 
Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, man. Oh, so you want to hear some facts about this one? Please tell me, because I was about to say, let's just move off of the whole Schwartz and pedophile thing. So it's <laughs> nervous. So Jonathan Tierston, who who played Ricky, it was the guy who was like, oh, eat shit and live, Bill. Like, he was probably honestly one of my favorite parts of the film. I, I really liked him a lot in this movie. Yeah. Guess how old he was when they filmed. Huh. I was going to guess maybe like 17, 18. He's 17 years old in this movie. Wow. Can Actually, you believe that? Yeah, that is crazy. I think so. Like he, he literally looks like a like a thirteen or fourteen year old, and but no man, he was seventeen. Like I did, no. I did the math. I was like, hey, he was born in sixty five, and you know when this movie came came out, he would have been about eighteen. So, yeah. seventeen years old in eighty three. Like fuck, man. But say he he looks like it, but he acts like an older person. That's why I say that seventeen or eighteen because he did act a little older than he actually was. That's that's the giveaway for me at least. So yeah, that's true. He definitely stands above. Like you know, it's like that that. 10 year old that's in the sixth grade uh football league that's just bowling everybody over yes yes exactly well, that's like that's like him in this film he's just like all the jokes he has and and the quirkiness and i mean oh my god granted this dude jonathan tierston he's in return to sleepaway camp and it's just god awful like oh, there's awful. a scene where where him and uh ronnie uh the counselor ronnie paul d'angelo yeah. they have a conversation in return to sleepaway camp and it's probably one of the worst acted scenes i've ever seen in my life yes i, I know what you're talking about exactly and i'm thinking the same thing brother preach it <laughs> so and i mean yeah and according to imdb felissa rose made five thousand dollars for her performance in this film that's it yeah wow yeah. five thousand dollars good grief granted i don't know i don't know how much that i mean that's in today's money I think yeah. she probably made five thousand dollars back then, so I'm not sure in terms of you know yeah. currency and all Inflation, that what I mean, it was then. I mean, you th- I, I would I would have honestly I would have guessed maybe fifty thousand for that role maybe because like I said she's in the entire film not as herself of course but even the ending just the ending itself with her you know big reveal type thing it would have been worth something more than five thousand dollars. God, I'd probably take her five thousand dollars just to fly there and do it and fly back. So yeah, for real. Well, I mean, it was probably all honestly up to her parents. Like she was well, probably true. twelve or thirteen, and then you know, parents probably were the driving force behind that, and was like five five grand, great. I mean, again, I don't know according to inflation how much that is, but there's no way that that was like anywhere close to like twenty five or twenty five thousand or above. You know, it was definitely skimming the barrel. But that that's yeah. just kind of the cheapness we're looking at here, and that's pretty amazing too to think of how cheap this film was, how much they paid her to do that role, yeah, and. And how much better it looks than two and three. Yeah, true. Very true. Because like I said, it's, it's the, the feel is definitely like the way it looks is definitely in that whole, you know, uh, feel or wheelhouse of, you know, all the other films that come out that are slasher or camp or whatever. Um, we talk about like, you know, uh, just before dawn or uh, the burning, they like that. They have that same type of feel to them. So uh, to nail that part down was very impressive in my in, in my eyes, at least because you kind of kept it in that same, you know, aspect ratio of, you know, of I guess the acting and then the the set and the kills and the gore were all kind of in that same thing. So that's and that's honestly what this film actually does a decent job, I think, because it it keeps in that same kind of you know the same kind of feel is all there. So. Yeah, and, and you mentioned the gore and the special effects and stuff. Um, Edward French was the guy who was in charge of all the practical effects stuff in this movie. He was also known for being in charge of the special effects in Blood Rage, which came out two years later. Or it was like filmed in 85 and came out several years after. I don't know, that's that's a different discussion for another day. But right. <laughs> yeah, he was also in charge of that film, which has far superior um, 
kind of gore and practical effects in Blood Rage. If no one's seen Blood Rage, check that one out. That one was actually in my top 10 um, non-franchise slasher movies that we released a couple months back. It's, yes. He did a great job. Definitely. I haven't seen it yet, so I got it on my list to watch, but I got I to gotta get that under my belt, so definitely give up to watch. Um, any other, other facts about this film? Yeah, I've got a couple, man. Uh, I, there was a lot for this one, actually. Um, <clears throat> the director, Robert Hiltzik, again, he directed this one and returned to Sleepaway Camp, but we won't talk about that anymore because <laughs> I'm over it. <laughs> yeah. When he was a child, he actually attended the exact same camp that's used in the films. Like, oh, the, wow. the scenes they were filming on, he actually attended the camp as a kid. So that's cool, but uh, it's just crazy to imagine maybe what had happened to him at said camp. Like, yeah, you know? dude, dude, that's shit. Yeah, I hear you, man. Golly. <laughs> and I just got one little tidbit here. One last little uh, remainder was the paramedics uh, carrying the cook away after oh. he was burnt. They were real paramedics that were just borrowed from a nearby town. So that just kind of shows you the cheapness of this film. Like, that that's kind of the penultimate like oh hey i'm really cheap we're just gonna move into town hey do you have any paramedics we can use to film a scene as opposed to just having actors it eh, whatever yeah i say that just yeah save a buck there so i guess that's they put that into the mask i guess <laughs> i mean i don't know just making a guess there um but yeah like i said this uh, the, the first one definitely is head and shoulders and cocks above the rest um oh. Yeah, you like that. Um, you like when I talk about cocks, don't you? Um, oh, yeah. For people that don't understand us, they're probably like, man, these guys are the creepiest, weirdest fucking people ever. True. And, <laughs> like, and, we and, just talk about like each other's dicks the whole time. And, and well, you, you think that, and we are, so there you go. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Hit the nail on the head. That's right. <laughs> but uh, all right, well, I guess that uh, wraps up the Sleepaway Camp series. Um just like the last three, just like the first one comes out with a bang. And then the last three just kind of like it literally fizzles out after that first one. Well, that's kind of something we've come to know from all of these franchises we did. I mean, they just lose steam so goddamn quick because they're made cheaper and, and they're made quicker, you know, to to try and garner off the success of the ones in the previous entries. And it's just never, ever ever fucking works i mean child's play they kind of had a roller coaster of a ride texas chainsaw massacre definitely a roller coaster you know up and down mm -hmm. um wrong turn well, <laughs> well yeah but you look at wrong turn crash. I, I had number four in my, in my first pick so that's that is true i i think four was my number three i think so yeah. that was definitely high up there for me as well but um and in, in this franchise it's definitely just straight down the shitter yep Straight down the shit. I mean, that shit pick started off really well because, like I said, we we start off with the, with the literal worst movie and it's worked our way up to the best. So, uh, no surprises. But if you want to talk about no the, I, I guess with that big dick at the end, I guess that was a surprise to some people. So, um, oh, the, you know what was a surprise was the uh, John Travolta impersonations. True, that was yeah. If you if you didn't guess that was going to be in this, you need to just stop listening to it all together. But uh, anyway. Um, all right, so that that wraps us up. All right, so we've done what? This is our fourth. Yeah, this is our fourth fourth in the uh, the slasher series. So we have so many more to cover. I mean, it's ridiculous. I think how many we have left to cover. I just can't wait to just knock all these out one by one because, like I said, this is my this is our bread and butter. This is the what we've planned on doing the entire time, and I'm so glad that we're here. So glad we're counting these things down, and uh, yeah, I just can't wait to get on to the next one. So, hell yeah, man! Time of my life. 
Hell fucking yeah. All right, so let's, uh, I guess, let's give some shout outs. Uh, of course, we got to shout out our, our patrons. You guys, every week, just love you guys. You just, I can't believe that you believe in us that much because I don't believe in myself that much. So we, we really appreciate that. <laughs> and, Same. And you honestly heard Kevin earlier. I mean, just you know, deprecated the fuck out of himself. So yeah, you know, you know, our, our level of self, you know, self respect for ourselves is, you know, but <laughs> we are our own shit picks. <laughs> yeah, for real. Yeah. But uh, we just really appreciate you guys. Uh, and like I said, we do have T-shirts and stuff, so we're going to get those out to you guys pretty soon. Uh, so, so be looking for those. Uh, maybe a sticker here and there, so you never know what's going to come in the mail. Um, so, again, thank you very much. Some podcast shout-outs real fast. We always have the same through every time. Um, Alone in the Dark podcast. Love you guys to death. You guys are fucking awesome. Um, we have the ten- uh, Tennessee Horror Basement. We have Jim Jam, Leroy, and... Uh, uh, Yeti, you guys are awesome. Thank you again for letting us be a part of your Tennessee Horror News Network uh, and helping us get us out there to, to the masses and uh, get our podcast heard by many more people. Really appreciate you guys so much. Um, and then Music City Horror, again, you guys are just amazing. So keep doing what you're doing. Uh, we're also a part of the Point of Interest Network, uh, podcast network. Uh, you guys are just awesome. Thank you so much for letting us be a part of you guys and uh, just really, really appreciate it. Uh, go check them out. I think it's up. Uh, poinetwork.com and see what the other uh, podcasts are on the network as well and uh, just like I said really appreciate you guys and helping us get out to uh, to everyone else so uh, let's plug ourselves up real fast before we get anything else uh, you can find us on Instagram at It's a Horror Podcast you can find us on uh, Facebook at It's a Horror Podcast fuck Twitter fuck it Fuck that shit. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, uh, my my personal Instagram page is Old Man Ghostface, and yours is Slashing Captain. Hell yeah! I think that about does it for that. So I'm not going to forget this time. Yeah, I see. I was expecting you to because usually you do the plugging at the very end, and I was like, God damn it, this motherfucker forgot again. Yep. No, so I, I'm proud I, of you. Yes, I'm very. I'm, I've had my pills today, so I, my memory <laughs> is on point. Um, so why don't you tell you us? You completed your pudding cup too. Yeah, right? The pudding cup is done in the trash. God, the, the spoon is in the sink, uh, ready to put in the dishwasher. So I'm ready to go there. Um, <laughs> but anyway, I digress. Let's find out. Oh, that's a good idea for a T-shirt. Let's. Uh, we digress. We need to make it look about. Like that one. Um, let's find out what we're doing for next podcast. So we are doing something completely different. Ooh, fun. Ooh. Uh, <laughs> that was very unamusing, I guess. Um, so next week we're gonna bang out two trilogies. Now, what we're going to do to make this different? We're gonna release two episodes on the same day. Now, instead of trying to connect to put two trilogies in the same episode, kind of what we're doing with this whole ser- slasher series we're doing, we want to give every single uh, franchise a little bit of love. You know, give them their own episode to talk about nothing but those films. Um, unless you're John Travolta, we might talk about you a lot. True. Uh, so or or or, or, two- or Jake Busey. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We talk about him a lot, too. Or Demon Wind, of course. Classic. Blech. You never forget about Demon Gross. Wind. So what we're going to tackle next week, we're going to have an episode, or two episodes, rather, on some late 90s slashers. We've got I Know What You Did Last Summer. There's, we're doing that trilogy. And then we're also releasing another episode on Monday. So stay tuned for both episodes. The second trilogy we're doing is Urban Legend. Hell yeah, dude. Both those franchises are very close to my heart. So, yeah, I'm excited. Is it, are they closer to your heart than I am? 
Uh, no, there are your, well, actually you're closer to my crotch. Um, they're more close that's to my true. heart. So I guess that makes it, make it, I guess my heart is in my pants. So I guess that is true. So <laughs> speaking of hitting the nail on the head, but a bum. Do we still have those sound effects? The wah, wah, wah. We, we don't do that one. We, we don't. I do. Yeah. I, we, I, I do have, I do have the fail sound. Okay. Okay. Good. But I took the rim shot. So out. That's all I need. Cause like, I'm, I'm not, I'm not funny enough to have the rim shot in there. So maybe for you, I should put it back in there for you, but, uh, <laughs> uh, classic very classic so well cool i'm excited to hit those two out of, out of the park um like i said two of this you know they're just really amazing franchises well you know what i'm not gonna say anything else just leave it right there <laughs> i was gonna expound on that but listen listen to find out what we think about those so um i guess that's it man i guess we're wrecking this uh this episode up so i hope you enjoyed sleepaway camp i hope you enjoy that series if you enjoy Return to Sleepaway Camp, I feel sorry for you. Obviously, I have no life, and uh, it is what it is. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, just all DMs to, to Kevin, please, on that. So, Anyway, um, I'm just going to say my name is Wes. I'm Kevin. And we'll see you next time. See you.